Recorded live. Wow, that sounds pretty good. You know, this sounds really great. I really like this. This is uh, Bishop Q of Second Chance Christian Center. Wow, hope you've enjoyed your day. Hope have a nice day, and it's really nice and really cool. So now that we know that we got this part, all right, what we're going to do next? Hello, praise the Lord. We're going to figure out how to this work. Okay, wait a minute. Let's see. Please download Talk Shoot Live Pro before participating in this call. We've already done that. Download Talk Shoot Live Pro. We've done that. I don't need to do that anymore. I've done that. Let's see. Well, I'm going to do it again. What? I'm going to download it again just to make sure. We got it. You know, I guess we're still alive. Huh? I guess we're still alive because I haven't cut off. Hello. I hope we enjoy the time and the pleasure. Yes, I hope we uh, like the idea. This is Second Chance Christian Center, Second Chance Christian Radio, coming to you live from Talk Show. You know, I hope you've been, yes, hello, I hope you've enjoyed the day. This is one of those days that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You may wonder what's going on, you know, each and every day that we seem to think the same thing and everything's going fine. Welcome live. Wow, it seems like everything is going pretty well. And it, and every day we begin to think, greater is he that is in me than he is of the world. Yes, we like that. It's an enjoyable day and enjoyable morning to talk to you here in the beautiful valley, Miami Valley of Dayton, Ohio. Each and every day that we have an opportunity to praise the Lord is every day. Six feet above ground, that's a definite day to praise the Lord. Remember, opportunities are available when we're listening and understanding, and when we have the capabilities of studying the Word. Why? Because greater is He than is in us, and He is of the world. Now, for those of you who are still wondering what's going on, you might want to consider standing on the Word this day and enjoying the time in God's presence. Why? Because God says that uh, God says that many times that as we go through life, that uh, we determine our direction based off of how we speak and how we talk and how we move by our actions. And our actions make a choice. We start off by thinking a couple of things, and we start off by thinking other things, and we stand on the Word of God as things stand. Well, it's been an opportunity, and I thank and praise the Lord as we talk about this day in prayer. And the time in prayer. Let's also look at also what the word says in prayer concerning the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. We've talked about the prayer of agreement before. And because we've talked about the prayer of agreement, we want to make sure that we are in full line with what has happened in the past. Well, you know, according to Matthew eighteen nineteen. It says, Jesus introduced the prayer of agreement when he said, Again, I say to you that if any two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they may ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, uh, right off the bat, if you come to see for the prayer of agreement to work, people must be involved in the prayer to have the agreement. You cannot know what someone else wants or what someone is leaving for, and God cannot answer your prayer for someone else against his or her will use the prayer of agreement, you must be sure that the person with whom you're agreeing in is aligned with what you're asking for. If someone asks me to pray in agreement with them, I ask, what specific 
specifically do you want me to pray for? Even husbands and wives are not all the time in agreement over what to pray for when they're in you when they want to use a prayer ring. So if you're praying for a new car, the husband must might be praying for a sports car while the wife is praying for a small SUV. Neither of them will get their prayer answered because they're not really in agreement. You absolutely must be on the same page when using the prayer of agreement. It's even difficult to set yourself in agreement with people over their healing because when because often when healing to you may mean something totally different other than what healing means to a sick person. Some sick people just want to be out of pain. A person may be praying for a doctor to provide a care, and there's nothing wrong with that unless you're praying for the person's supernatural healing. It isn't the whole same thing. As a pastor, I've even had people ask me to pray for them to be well when they actually were believing to die. So there was an example of a preacher that prayed. He said one time he had he had started out in, in faith as a minister, and a young woman who was sick seemed to be getting worse and worse. Finally, the preacher asked this woman, he says, what are you praying for? And uh, they said, I'm praying for your healing. The preacher said he's praying for the healing. And the person replied, they want to die. And they and that she had been in an abusive marriage, and she was just as happy to go and be with the Lord as to continue living with her husband. So here I was praying for her to live, and she was preparing, praying to die. In that situation, whose prayer do you think will take uh, precedence of God? It will be hers. Because why? Because we cannot violate her free will, nor can God. Get some information before you commit yourself in a prayer of agreement with someone else. If you're both in complete agreement, then watch out. You will have double the faith working on a problem. I want to reiterate, though, you cannot use the prayer of faith or the prayer of consecration or the prayer of dedication if you need the prayer of agreement. Use the right tool. The prayer of agreement is useful in the context of marriages, say when a husband and wife are bought a new home or need guidance on which home to buy. Or the prayer of agreement works quite well in a business setting where two Christians are in business together and are believing for a specific sales target. Make sure you are in perfect agreement about what your prayer request is before you join with another believer in the prayer of agreement. That's pretty powerful. Why? Because the fact that we're talking about it being in agreement, that is self-exclamatory. But previously, while we were talking in the prayer of agreement, uh, we're talking about motive. Motive, motive. That's very important. According to Matthew 18, and as we look at that, I'm looking at it, the New King, well, the old, uh, the Good News Bible, that's what I'm referring to. In the Good News Bible, coming from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, we're looking at the very same thing. Previously, in the first part of chapter 18, it makes reference to about brothers being in sin and those being lost and, and uh, temptations to sin and all of that, of that nature. Because at the very beginning, in uh, verse 1, it says at the time the disciples came to Jesus asking, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And they, uh, they so Jesus called a child. They stand in front of me and said, I assure you that unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven is the one who humbles himself and becomes like a child. And whoever welcomes in my name, one such as child, welcomes me. So even in a prayer agreement, you got to be humble. You literally have to be humble. And then in the area of uh, temptation, it makes reference to if anyone causes someone to sin or lose their faith, it makes reference that uh, 
you know, they should have a large millstone tied around their neck and be drowning in a deep sea. Now, how terrible for the world that there were such people to lose their faith, all because of somebody talking crazy or or uh, uh, walking in mishap because of the fact of, of someone condemning a believer or someone of that nature. Then the latter part of verse 8 says, if your hand or your foot makes you lose faith and cut it off, he's not talking about that you literally cut it off. He's talking about, in reference, we'd have to coincide because the word confirms itself. In the book of Proverbs, it states that don't walk, and it states this very clearly, it says don't walk with, with evildoers because then your blood will be on, their blood will be on your hands and your blood will be on their hands based off a of walk of it. You may not be the person who actually committed the, the drastic thing, but your blood is on that person's hands. Why? Because it's guilt by association, unfortunately. So uh, the book of Proverbs states, that don't even hang around those who commit murders and atrocities and sicknesses and, 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 and problems. Why? Because you're guilty. So he, he says don't don't walk in that and as you see in <coughs> excuse me as you see in Matthew chapter eighteen, he says, Both hands and feet be thrown into eternal fire. In other words, he's saying, Stay away from that. Make a choice, stay away from that. Then he talks about your hand or your foot. Don't walk in the uh, counsel of the ungodly. <coughs> Again, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Why? Because the ungodly are doing what? They're doing everything they possibly can. The ungodly, I'll say it again, the ungodly are doing everything they possibly can to get in trouble, to stay in trouble. But that's not the whole idea. The whole idea about uh, walking is staying true to the word of God. Walk with righteous people. And it says in the book of uh, Psalms, don't walk with ungodly people. So when Jesus is making reference right here in Matthew chapter 18, verse 8, he says, uh, don't walk with using your hand or foot to commit sin and that kind of thing. Stay away from that. Then in verse 9, it says, if your eye makes you lose your faith, in other words, you're looking at something. You're looking at something Jesus mentioned to the disciples very clearly. He stated that if uh, if you begin to, to fantasize with your eyes of a wo- on a woman as a man, so you've already committed adultery just by imagining that. So just by imagining that, you know what that verse says. If your eye makes you lose your faith, take it out. He's not saying you literally take it out, take your eye, your eye out of your head. No, he's not saying that. He's actually saying that focus on the right thing. Focus on the right thing. Uh, God gave me an acronym a while back. Focus stands for follow only Christ under the Spirit. Again, follow only Christ under the Spirit. Why? Because... It, we could follow Christ in the flesh, and I guarantee you, you we'll miss it every time. We'll miss it every time following Christ in the flesh. But if we follow Christ in the, under, the, in the, under the Spirit, it's a difference. Because it says those that walk in the Spirit will, uh, and uh, Paul said, those that walk in the Spirit will receive spiritual things. But those who don't walk in the Spirit will receive unnatural things, and then there's a problem. You catch that? You catch that? Then... He mentions in uh, 
in Matthew 18.10, verse 10, it says, now, it says, don't despise the little ones. So there's motive here. There is motive. When we go into agreement there, let's look at verse 18. I said, no, I tell you, what you permit on earth or prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven. What you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. What is that? The attitude, the fear, the anger. Now, is there, there fear and anger up in heaven? No, there isn't. Not at all. There's no fear and anger up in heaven. And because there's no fear and anger up in heaven, then we should consider, again, we should consider what our motive is when we're asking in the area of agreement. Because verse 19 says, I tell you more, wherever two or three agree on earth about anything you pray for, it will be done for you by your Father in heaven. So get an agreement how with your attitude. Get an agreement how with being humble. Get an agreement how by considering what God has for you. So we're not in anger. We're not in in, in uh, hatred. We're we're not being in despising someone or envying someone. So well, I want this new car because I want this new house because so and so has one, or I deserve one. Well, you may deserve one by uh, by certain things. However, you may not deserve one if you don't take care of what you got. You got that? If you don't take care of what you got, then no, you may not deserve. See, we 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 have to self-reflect and find out what the real deal is. Why do we want this? Why do we want this? Why do we want this? God says that our hearts must be right. Our hearts must be right. Then in verse 20 it says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, come together in my name, I am there with them. Now, we, a lot of times, old saints used to say, well, we use that. We'd come together and we'd say, oh, as long as two or three are gathered in God's name, he's here. Well, that, it's true for those who are in one accord. I'll say that again. For those who are in one accord. Because in the book of Acts, chapter 1, when they were in one accord, listen carefully, when they were in one accord, the Holy Ghost came down. You got that? When they were in one accord. They came down. But however, check this out. I want you to listen to this carefully. Back in the book of Matthew, in the book of Luke, Zacharias was not in one accord with the angel. He wasn't in agreement with the angel. And because he wasn't in agreement with the angel, the angel had to shut his mouth. Why? Because he's going to speak something stupid that was going to stop something in the plan. See, the prophecy was that uh, John the Baptist was going to come through the line of uh, Zacharias and his wife, Elizabeth. But, based off of the fact that John the Baptist was already prophesied, the angel had to make sure that Zacharias was not going to mess things up. So he had to shut his mouth. See, being in one accord makes a huge difference. Being in one accord makes a huge difference. God had to make sure that plan went into effect. But if you go into the story with uh, the birth of Jesus and Mary, his mother, Miriam, Listen to this carefully. She said yes. She said yes. She agreed with the angel. She agreed with the angel. Why? Because it was already prophesied. Now, now, listen to this carefully. She wasn't agreeing just because of the fact that an angel came to her because people may say, well, a vision, an angel came to me. Well, guess what? She read the scriptures just like the rest of the families. They read the scriptures, and as they read the scriptures, they began to understand that it was prophesied that what? that Jesus would be born of a virgin. 
And apparently she read that along with Joseph, her spouse's husband, okay, her future husband. They had read that together somewhere along the line. Why? Because they studied the word, the Tanakh. So she agreed. So the Holy Ghost recalled to her what she had already read, and then she agreed. See? The prayer of agreement. And the prayer of agreement worked there. The prayer of agreement worked to get Zacharias, the angel had to shut Zacharias' mouth. The prayer of agreement worked with uh, Mary. The angel agreed. I mean, Mary agreed with the angel. And because of that, then it was confirmed based off of what the word said, not the vision and not the angel, but based off of what the word said, because she was remembering the word. And then the book of Acts chapter 1, we see that they were all in one accord, and the Holy Ghost came upon them. You understand that? You understand that? Now, see, it says two or three are gathered in our name. There I am in the midst of them. God was in the midst in those times. God was in the midst of those times. There are a lot of times that God's not in the midst, and there's hell all over the place. Listen to that. There's hell all over the place based off of somebody being crazy. So you could walk inside uh, a room where someone's been arguing, and no one even has to say anything. You could tell somebody's been arguing because you could feel it. You could feel it. You could feel it. Well, you can walk inside a room where two people have been praising and worshiping God, and you can feel that, too. You can also feel the joy and the understanding and the love. You can feel that. So as we stand in the presence of God, and we come into an area of agreement, listen to this, when we stand in the presence of God, and we come into an area of agreement, the number one thing we need to do is have the right motive. Then we have to forgive. Whatever it is, forgive. Uh, don't have disagreement with our mate. Don't have disagreement or, or anger or any strife. Walk in love. Walk in love. Why? Because Galatians chapter 5 says, verse 6, it says, faith worketh by love. I'll say that again. Faith worketh by love. Our love has to be the motivator. Our love has to be the motivator. I'll give you a key saying when John the Baptist was beheaded, Jesus was, Then we, I mean, we quote that scripture where it says Jesus wept. Why did he weep? He was crying because they beheaded his cousin. Come on now, that's his closest cousin. His brothers hadn't been around. They weren't on the same line that Jesus was. His cousin, I mean, his brothers and sisters weren't on the same line that Jesus was. The only one that was on the same agreement that Jesus was his cousin John. Check that out. Think about that. You may have one cousin in your family that really stands and understands who you are, that you're a believer. That's not your brother or your sister, but that may be a cousin. Praise God if you got a brother or sister that knows who you are spiritually, that, that, that's powerful. That's powerful. But when Jesus' brother, his cousin, was beheaded, John the Baptist, he wept. And then later on, because of what happened, I'll tell you what he did. He healed everyone that was around him. That was compassion. That was compassion. That was compassion. Everyone around him. Wow, that was the supernatural sovereignty, power of God that just occurred. Wow, that's a blessing. Consider that. Prayer of agreement. Prayer of agreement. Prayer of agreement. Consider that. Everybody has to be in one accord with the two that you people that you're dealing with. There was a scripture in the book of uh, Corinthians says, How could uh, light does not dwell with darkness? Listen to that again. Light does not dwell with darkness. Don't be unequally yoked. Did you catch that? Don't be unequally yoked. Right. We have to be equal. 
We have to be in agreement. We have to have the same mindset. We have to be on the same page. We have to think in the same manner. We have to think in the same manner. We have to think in the same manner. Be in agreement. Put down certain things that don't agree with you in the thought process. You know, get rid of some of those traditions if it doesn't line up with the Word of God. That's what it says in Corinthians, casting down, chapter 10, verse 5, casting down vain imaginations. Imagining is a picture. Casting down those pictures that don't agree with what the Word of God says. Consider that, what the Word of God says. Casting down those pictures. Let every thought and imagination affirm and agree with what you believe what the Word of God has said. Why? Because in the Corinthians it states that casting down imaginations that don't agree with the Word of God. So in a prayer of agreement, make sure that we're in agreement in our heart, we're in agreement in our head, we're in agreement with uh, our partner, whoever we're agreeing with, in a humble spirit, in a humble spirit, not in vainglory, not in conceit, not in envy, not in strife. Why? Because faith worketh by love. This is this has been Bishop Q of Second Chance Radio. Hope you enjoy this. Praise God, and we worship and praise the Lord for this opportunity. Remember, all things are possible to those that believe. In Jesus' name, Mark nine twenty seven and twenty three. Amen. Glory. <laughs>